Sean, will you say welcome to Spencer's a podcast where we whatever you want? Oh, that's it, a lot. Right now, there's no pressure because it's not going <laughs> to appear on the podcast. What up, fam? Welcome to Spencer's, the podcast where we compare each other to stereotypical celebrities. That's good. Welcome to Spencer's, the podcast where we talk about uh, how Sean is in love with his bidet. Can you um do it in your Creed voice, please? <laughs> Welcome to Spencer's. The power we sing. That's good. Thanks. That was good. That's the winner. <laughs> Today it is just the girlies. I'm Haley. This is Jordan, and we are joined by our best friend Sean Yu. Um, if you want to hear a episode that we just dropped, that was. One of my favorites, it was reported by Alex Wong um, about NBA jerseys from the 90s, and it has all kinds of juicy stories in there. Uh, that's called, what was it called, Harry? Who killed the eccentric jersey? Yeah, That was a really good line delivery, so should you just keep that in? <laughs> um, that's fine with me. But, I mean, you made it sound... Got the chills from that. Yeah, I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Who did kill it? Um, (laughs) Anyway, today we are going to... Oh, also subscribe to our YouTube, please. So Jordan and I can buy expensive, ethically made faux leather um, outfits, just head to toe. Yes. And today we're going to do a rookie check-in, part one. At the end of this episode, because it went so long and I have a dentist appointment, we decided we will also be doing a part two. If you don't have players on the field with the right skills, you're going to have a tough time winning. The same goes for your business. Indeed is a fast, simple way to make sure you're hiring MVPs. Go to Indeed.com spinsters to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Um, Today, well, obviously this is... That's Jordan. I'm Haley. This is Sean Yu. It's an honor um, to be here. Long welcome, time welcome. Yeah, first friend. time, long time, honestly. Long time Houston Rockets fan. Mm-hmm. Mm, you don't have to say that. Do you want to explain that one real quick? Yeah, I could do it quickly. I actually said it on the uh, the flagrant pod. I'm, I'm wearing their hat. I look like an ad for NBA Twitter right now. Um, oh, basically, I, I grew up in New Jersey and went to a lot of Nets games because we were right by um, the Meadowlands. That's where I like near where I grew up. And then the Nets left and they went to Newark. And I, as a middle schooler, was like devastated and was like, buy your life. Um, and then was like, I need a new, I need a new team. And at the time, Tracy McGrady was my favorite basketball player. And then he got traded to the Rockets. And I was like, wow, Tracy McGrady, um, Yao Ming, the, you know, the only Asian basketball player really in the league. And then like Steve Francis and Katina, all those guys. And so I was just like, yeah, I'll just be a Rockets fan, um, without understanding like the weight of the consequences of picking a franchise and what that means for the future of your life. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm a Rockets fan. And it, we had some really great years and then followed by some really bad ones. But somehow I quietly stuck around. And then they got James Harden and I was like, oh, what the real deal? What was the worst year? Yeah. Um, There was a stretch where after like it was like a three to four year period where after um, Yao got hurt and left, Tracy McGrady kind of left. Um, and like they had like a really underrated Kyle Lowry and like just some like pieces, mm. like just random pieces thrown together. Um, but they were like always like a 10 or 11 seed. And it's that classic like GM thing, like mediocrity doesn't get you anywhere in any sport. So you're either at the top or the bottom. And they just weren't doing anything. And it was before Daryl got there. And so there was like a lot of dark years where I was like, people were like, aren't you still a Rockets fan? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> I yeah, think I mediocrity like does get you somewhere in some sports, but NBA is not one of them. If yes. you are a football team who is super mediocre and then hits their stride like with two weeks left, you can get in the wild card, mm-hmm. get in the playoffs. This is I'm saying this as a Ravens fan. Like <laughs> you, can, plus, you can do it. Plus the NFL, the draft, I think, is uh, you can get value 
anywhere kind of whereas the nba is like outside the lottery it's like you really have to be you really have to know your shit to like get value you have to have like people in european villages just constantly feeding you information (laughs) like this guy's over six nine now and he's 14 (laughs) and he's he passed just passed he just passed geometry we should look into this kid Um, well, to, I mean, speaking of the Rockets, today we want to do a rookie check-in. Yes. So um, we all brought two or three um, rookies to talk about. So who wants to go first? This is not a draft. This is not in order. Um, unless you think Sean is doing something that offends you, in which case it is. Oh, I His Twitter is at, what's your Twitter? Just my name. At Sean Yeo. Yeah. Um, I think I guess Yeah, Jordan should go. She has the best player. Well, okay. Well, we usually have our guests go first, but I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. So, I am obsessed with Evan Mobley on the Cavs. He is everything to me. I love watching him play. He's in the front runner for Rookie of the Year. And I think what I love most about him, let me count the ways. One is that I think he's like the poster child for a modern center. He mm-hmm. can shoot off the dribble. He can space. He can shoot the three. Not well, but enough to, to go out there and guard it. And then he's pretty much automatic inside. Um, and I think he's just all around. But the defense is where is is really his bread and butter. And I think is what really separates him from the rest of the rookies and even on a team with Jared Allen, he's leading the team in blocks. Like, it still amazes me so much. Um, and I think when you look at the Cavs, um, they've had lottery picks for, like, the past umpteenth years. But you had Sexton. You had uh, Darius Garland. You had Okoro. And it's still they were still trying to figure out their identity, what was going to happen, what what are we trying to play, what are we trying to do. And Evan Mobley is, like, that perfect piece that makes them watchable again, but also very fun. And with some trades, you have Ricky Rubio. Um, you have, um, yeah, not RIP, but when he gets better, when he gets healthier, uh, I think that's going to be a complete, complete team. And they're going to keep making noise in the East. But Mobley is that center of that great team. So I'm just obsessed with him. I love him. It feels like he's one of the guys who went to the right place from that mm-hmm. draft. I actually yes. think that's that feels like uh, it's not all that uncommon in this draft. I'm not sure if I usually feel this strongly about it, but it was occurring to me like over the last week. Um, it feels like Jalen Green went to the right place, Evan mm-hmm. Mobley, for me, Scotty Barnes. Um, but you know, I don't know how Raptors fans would feel about that. The thing about him going to the Cavs, though, is like you've, like you said, you've paired him in a place on defense where not only is he, he personally probably would excel anywhere, but they're literally running zones with three seven footers. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I, I yes. genuinely think if he went to a different team, his defense wouldn't be this polished this soon. I think that was mm-hmm. like the big thing everyone was talking about. Was like, yeah, he has all the tools, but like, can he play modern defense at his size? And he was doing it within, like, the first two weeks. I remember all the, like, NBA nerds were like, oh, my God, I didn't realize his defense was going to be this good this soon. Yeah. Uh, but you're right, Jordy. Like, he does everything. It's crazy. He does. And also, like, that helps with Jared Allen, too, because Jared Allen is is a flexible, you know, person to kind of bounce off in that way, too. So at least he's paired with another huge guy um, who has that ability. Did you guys hear last night, um, what was that call with – Evan Mobley, like big fella means business. I was just walking around saying that. All- <laughs> okay, I like that. <laughs> big fella means business. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> I know. Do you think big men get t- sick and tired of being called big fella? Like, is that does that like hurt them? You think? Like, mm-hmm. hey, stop like t- describing my size constantly. Yes. My yeah. my fiance says that all the time. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen my fiance, he's a big guy, and he said he just started his league last night, and he they don't know his name yet, so all they say is "Hey, big, come set oh, the screen." Hey, big, and he's like, "Just learn my name. It's so easy. It's Fred." I'm not <laughs> so big. <he's> 
tired of it. They're like, hey, big Fred. <laughs> oh, poor Fred. I feel bad about that. Yeah. Um, shout out to big men. Yeah, shout out to big yeah. men. The last thing I'll say about this one, Big Mobley, is that I also love <laughs> that he's like taking some off the backcourt who are, who were already having a steady climb. But this is actually how you build a team. Mm-hmm. Like they they had the pieces. It was really rough. It was rocky. People thought that backcourt could never survive. And then look what happens when you give players a couple, you know, seconds to develop. Um, obviously, not everyone is uh, back at the moment, but mm-hmm. it just feels yeah. like they're on the trajectory that you're supposed to be on. It just doesn't always look as instantaneous as we think. But he does seem like the the prime piece of a team that already had two people who could be prime pieces. Every guard has thrived playing with him. Like Mm -hmm. every single guard that the Cavs have rolled out has thrived. And it's just like, is it him or is it them? Or is it everything in between? You know, I think it's him. Right. (laughs) Being his number one fan. But I think also his, his maturity too, just how he carries himself. I think it's, it does. He doesn't feel like a rookie. Like he was in high school like three years ago. Like a lot of these players we're going to talk about. But that still amazes me that he is kind of the foundation of this team, and he doesn't really carry himself. He's not really going through the rookie slump or um, just making rookie mistakes. I I love his basketball IQ and his maturity too. Sean, I think he's a, a Gemini. Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, I looked it up when the in the draft. Let me. I no thought wonder that was I like notable. Him. Is it a Gemini thing notable. to like be half again, half on half? But like sometimes you really don't like other Gemini, or sometimes you do. Is that a thing? Yes, okay. you either love or mm. hate them. Facts. That makes yeah. That makes uh, sense. yeah. June eighteenth, Gemini. Whoa, day before <sighs> my birthday. Yep. Sick. Um. Okay. Now I'm a fan for life. Fan for life. <laughs> That's all you need to say. <laughs> That's a great pick, Jordan. I think we all wanted that pick, but. Yes, that's a good one. Um, he is also probably m- most easiest to cheer for on this list, but mm-hmm. that's hard. There's a, there's a couple guys who are really lovable, and then there's some guys I'm not sure how I feel about. Just in sure. terms of lovability, sure, I'm doesn't say anything about are. you as a basketball player, right? Right. Um, <laughs> just Sean, you, just about, you as a person. <laughs> just you as a yeah. I just don't like you as a person. Um, but no, nothing to say about your game. <laughs> Should I go now? Yeah, you go. Yes, go. So we were just talking about the Rockets, and I, you know, obviously want to discuss Jalen Green, who, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think the talk of the town heading into the draft, given how loud and vocal and kind of spicy he was. Um, The tide is somewhat turning on Jalen Green within the Rockets community. A lot of Rockets bloggers and writers, after the last few days or games um have been like he needs to step it up or is he even that good um questions like that are being asked and i i i tend to agree um the more i watch him because as of now maybe he's in a slump and i think a lot of the issue is steven silas does not know what to do with his rotations um and and, you know doesn't want to fully commit to the youth movement something about it is confounding where he has all this athleticism in the world. He has all the tools in the world. He's got a a really like um, competitive edge and wants to be the guy every single time. But something's not clicking. He he all he's doing is like scoring like twelve to fourteen points a game on like three of eleven shooting and has like mm. four boards and three assists just on pure athleticism. Really and specific. Yeah, and I'm just like. <laughs> It, you know, is the efficiency, obviously it's still early and every, you know, he's a rookie. Everyone's going to go through ups and downs, but is it, it's like, is he, is he good or is he just athletic? I think that's a big basketball mm. thing of like, is he good or is he athletic? You know, and I, I wonder if Jalen Green fits in that category because I mean, he's, he's arguably the most exciting rookie in terms of highlight based and flash and every night you might see something crazy. Um, but does that translate? Uh, sometimes I don't know. And sometimes I wonder um, what kind of like, you know, dark magic I could have done for the Rockets to get the first pick. Because, you know, Kate is clearly that guy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that argument is like solidified over the four, first couple months of the season. But yeah, I don't know. I was like, I couldn't be higher on Jalen Green to start the season. And now I'm at like a midpoint of like, oh, maybe you're talking too much and not 
really focusing on your game. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask. If he didn't talk so much before, after the draft, before the season, would this still be kind of the storyline? Because I feel like he kind of set himself up for this a little bit. Totally. You don't come in that hot as a rookie. Like, you don't like... It's just like, I don't know. You can't like... I think you do. We've seen so many rookies do that. But you really have to back it up, right? They're not... This is the whole thing, Sean. I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you. Um, This is the whole thing. please. It's your show. You're a fan, so you're seeing it through this lens of like, this guy has to be what we want him to be. First of all, like halfway through his first season but second of all they're not setting him up right i thought what you were going to say is you're mad at the lack of touches that they give him it is it's so strange to me i'm like you guys are the houston rockets it's not like you're the warriors and it's a a situation yeah Yeah, literally like you have nothing to play for what you need to do in this moment is not just put him in the corner as like a game-winning strategy yeah you have to have the strategy for him to thrive like how does a young guy play through all of these things, experiment, have this like green light that everybody wants. You're in the perfect position to give him a green light. You have no pressure on your back to win. In fact, it was weird when you guys were winning. We were all like, huh, that's weird. No one cared. And he wasn't playing when they were winning, <laughs> which was which is odd too. Oh. Here's the thing, like you're, you're, you're right, and I mentioned it earlier with the Silas rotations. Um, him and Kevin Porter Jr. cannot be on the same team together. And that's the They the literally big... are like, oh, they'll work great together. And they're putting more into KPJ. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who is... Who They're is, letting... I'm right. not going to say it, but he's literally going to... He, he's a liability, I yes. guess is the nice he's way vol- to say it. He's volatile. And Jalen Green has so much more potential. Right. Like, but they're, they're making, like, no, let's let's give more touches to KPJ. Yes, KPJ so is weird. the point guard on the team. And I'm like, I thought he was like a two guard. And why don't you let Jalen Green like be the ball dominant guard? It just doesn't really make sense. And I almost think that they're just like, let's... You know, my crackpot theory of like let's just get these guys a lot of minutes who we're gonna trade really Mm. soon so the value's higher you know Mm. like every time kevin porter jr has a game-winning shot i'm like okay good stock's going up like eric gordon went off a couple nights ago and i was like good stock the stock's going up you know like you got about eric gordon (laughs) i love eric gordon but you know so sometimes it's been there since eight. He's been on that team for like yeah. seventeen years. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta let the bird out the nest. You know, you gotta let him fly. It's time to go. Time to go, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I still love Jalen Green. The verdict still, you know, it's plenty of time left in the season, and he's shown mm-hmm. a lot of flashes of being good. Uh, just currently, currently at the moment, you guys caught me at an odd time where the general consensus is like, oof. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jordan, I don't know what you think about this, but I, as far as like the, you know, letting uh, Porter Jr. run the point more and it not being like more of a dual thing, I am pleasantly surprised with Jalen Green's ability to set up his teammates. Mm -hmm. Like when he does have the chance, it's good. Like he's doing it. He's aware of it. He wants to do it. Um. He has a really interesting rhythm when he dribbles sometimes. It's Mm -hmm. almost like twitchy. Which is interesting, and it's very different from when they do put him in the corner, he shoots the three, and he's almost like a gazelle. I promised mm-hmm. myself I wouldn't compare players to... Animals. Animals, but like, you know in the... He, yeah. The I know animal exactly documentaries mean, where yeah. they're like yeah, yeah. jump, they're like springing, like that's what his yes. legs do. Yes. I'm just comparing his legs, not him. But I think it... <laughs> that's not I, I'm with Sean. <laughs> I'm with Sean in the... It's always a question of, okay, is he just super athletic is he just there to excite everybody or is he actually going to space the floor x's and o's run a a set that that's needed for this team to win i'm not sure i think the jury's still out on that and i i think that's what you're saying sean of very exciting to play i feel like Mm -hmm. the rockets were on tv every single night in the beginning of the season because everybody wanted to watch him play also probably best hair out of this list i think oh without a doubt hands down he's got that locked down well hands down i'll bring up a counter later on i'll bring up a counter i have a a counter to those curls i have just a suggestion i have just a humble put in the braids he'll do the half thing where it's like half curls half half. he's hands down the best dressed like hands down, yeah. best dress. Um, I saw a tweet the other day. That I just remembered that um, it was like some Rockets blog, and they were like, uh, "Is is Jalen Green just gonna be a more athletic Jordan Clarkson?" 
And I was like, oh, God, like, what the hell? I was like, I don't know why. I was like, I pretend I do not see me. I was like, I don't want this visual in my head. Oh, that's brutal. I was going to ask you what you think his ceiling is. Um, Because people said before the draft that they were hoping he could be like a Bradley Beal. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember one time seeing Devin Booker, uh, which is. You know, that's I don't kind see of a that. tough comparison. I, yeah, I don't think see that. Those guys are like just so grounded with their fundamentals and they have been in college and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I think Jalen Green is like I, the way he plays is like the best pickup player ever, right? Like He could be Zach Levine, I think. I that's a fair comp. Mm, I I think I think good. he has time and it, you know Zach took a lot of years to develop and to become the player he is now. So, you know, I'd love that for the Rockets and I think Zach's a great player, but who knows that that's a really good comp actually. Yeah, that it because I felt like Zach had to separate himself from I can do more than just dunk. Like yeah. I can do more than this. I'm I'm more than a dunk champion and that's what Jalen Green is going to have to show us. I can do more than just what my crazy athletic ability can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, which makes me wonder if the defense will come through. I can't tell cuz he is athletic. I can't tell like what exactly the problem is because he moves like slower left to right on defense than he ever would on offense. So I think it's just kind of a like lack of awareness thing. Like when he's on defense, he reminds me of you're walking into a house party and you're just like looking for your friends and you can't really find them. So you're like slowly like oh, kind of triggered. moving around like an idiot so and like triggering. looking like he looks very Pull confused up the phone. sometimes. I, I'm yeah, exactly. looking at the web. I'm looking at literally at the weather <laughs> app. I'm like, I don't I don't know where I don't Pretending know to is. text. Yeah, yeah, no. That's him on defense. It's just like sometimes he just looks like he has absolutely no idea, but I don't know. Yeah. You never know what it is. Do you genuinely have no idea? Is the adjustment just a tough adjustment? I mean, obviously it is. You're in the NBA now. Um, have you not committed to learning it? Or are you just not good on defense? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But that's a lot of question like a really, marks. A lot mm-hmm. of question marks. Um <laughs> I would love to know why so many shooting guards are just bad at defense. Shoot, shooter mentality. Like it, shooter mentality. It's like I, I, I have to take this side of the court off so that my best side stays intact. You know, like I, when yeah. I, I'm always like the guy running baseline, running around on offense, crazy, and I play defense. But then when I get matched up with someone who's just like me, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> to do this like both sides of the court so like i wonder if he's because J- jalen green's never defending the best player you know no. like he never has that assignment so he can take time off on that side but just like i think the awareness is not there yet also the rockets you know they don't play defense anyway we're the we're literally the worst defensive team i was gonna on those, say yeah on those kirk goldberry charts where they're like the efficiency charts the, <laughs> the rockets beautiful for the, like rainbows and then they're like a black <laughs> dot in the corner no literally for the last like f- month on those charts he does a little dot that says the rockets are so bad they're off the chart they're like literally oh, below the chart goodness. so we have the rockets have not been on a kirk goldsberry chart in like three and a half week four weeks it's that bad oh shit Ooh, okay. Yeah, you yeah. hate that. Hate to see it. Well, sorry about that for you, but it's gonna. Yeah, it can <laughs> only go up. It can only go. It can only go. The good thing about the NBA is sometimes you don't want it to go up right away. Yes, I. You know love, what I mean. You guys have I'd been in that draft spot. Uh, give me Paolo Benchero. You wanna? Um, who would you trade from this team right now? <laughs> how long? How, how long do you have? <laughs> DJ Augustine. Number one, DJ Augustine should not be playing valuable minutes on any basketball team on any basketball court. Um, get buy your, li- buy your life, buy your life, DJ Augustine. Get out of here. Um, I love Eric Gordon. He's a sweetheart, and I just generally love the way he plays. But like, the dude's injury prone, and the value couldn't be higher for him it's right just now. Old. Goodbye, Eric Gordon. Remember when he was um, the most automatic three point shooter mm-hmm. in the fucking league, and everyone was what like, a time. He's the best role player ever. He was a, a, a literal. I used to draft bucket. him all the time when I did daily fantasy. Um, I would draft him every day. Because he was so under, like, the price yes. matchup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, KPJ got to go. Christian Wood got to go. Um, I, the you list like can Christian keep Wood? going. I was going to say, at least keep Christian Wood. I think that was, I thought that was the only I, person you were going to keep. I, I like him, but the value we can get back for him right now is better than, I think, the 26 points and 15 boards he gets every, every other night. Um, mm. And, you know... You know, I don't, I, I don't like, I don't like locker room 
distractions on my team. You know, if you're gonna mm. you're gonna not you're gonna not play because you don't get get minutes. Not on my team. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, everyone can go except Jay Sean Tate, Jalen Green, uh, Al- Alpi Sangoon, who's another who's my indie rookie, um, and Gary Bird. Fucking Garrison Garrison Matthews, most exciting white basketball player in the league right now. I have another counter to that. Yeah, that, um, might, that will come yeah. later. <laughs> That's a whole ranking within itself, honestly. Yeah. How about yeah. Silas? Would you get rid of Silas? Oh man, it's it's the issue of I love Silas as a person. Like I really genuinely think he's a good dude who who really wants the best for his players and the franchise and. Ah, uh, but yeah, you gotta go, man. I'm sorry, like you gotta go too. Um, get a coach who was willing to play rookies and willing to tank, even if everyone knows you're tanking. Um, the GM, the GM's great. Raphael Stone's great. He's he's a he's a revelation. But yeah, Silas, I I love Silas. You know, I'd I'd invite him over to many Christmas dinners or Thanksgiving dinners. Seems such a sweet guy, but yeah, he might have to go also. Clean house. Jeez. Yeah, I, just wipe it, wipe it clean. See, really? CEO, CEO mentality. You know, <laughs> he's had. A, I mean, think about when he came in. And James Harden was like, "I'm gone." Poor Silas. I mean, he should. Just- he dealt through like some of the toughest times as a coach, and it was his like first time as a head coach, and the media is just all on his ass about all these questions. And I'm like, this guy doesn't deserve it, but he also might not deserve to be the head coach of the Rockets. Earl Watson oh. vibes. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad, but. <laughs> Um, my first rookie is Franzia Wagner, Franzia a delicious Wagner. German wine. <laughs> <laughs> I, guys, I think he's the steal of the draft and nobody is just saying that because right, rightfully, nobody wants to watch a lot of magic um, basketball or maybe just doesn't have the opportunity to watch a lot of magic basketball, which I honestly, I think is fine but i, I do recommend at yeah. this point just watch the either the condensed games um on on league pass or just watch his highlights because the thing is he's involved in like all the team's highlights um he is so bizarrely versatile and i love his ability to uh like kind of explode on offense and take advantage of the looks he gets from his teammates. And he can also like run the pick and roll for you. And it's a sort of similar, not too different, like conversation that we're having with Cleveland, because when he does that, you're running into seven foot Mobamba when you're trying to mm-hmm. keep on him. So mm-hmm. the screen opportunities there are great. Um, Orlando is long. So yeah, just his height and his ability to take care of the ball um, just inherently helps every big man on that roster. Like we were just talking about with the Cavs. What is weird about him, I guess this isn't weird, I just didn't expect this, is that they're they're putting the ball in his hands more than I expected, but what he's doing with it is giving it away. He's he's great when people assist him. He's great assisting. Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. not a lot of like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my own thing, I'm gonna make my own shot. Um, which is something I'd love to see from him. But if that's the last thing that comes, then that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. He's super exciting. Uh, watch his, just watch the highlights. No one's going to make you watch a full Orlando Magic game. I think that's <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, that's when my, is the last time I've watched an Orlando Magic uh, game? I watched the highlights last Yeah, I watched the highlights last night. I was like, they have both Wagners. Yeah. I was like, they have Franz Mo's and Mo, which makes the Luca thing more funny. Where he's like, who the fuck is Wagner? I thought I definitely thought he was like confusing both of them together. Uh, but Franz is actually like really pleasantly surprisingly good at like besides Cade might be the most polished offensive player in the draft like like yeah oh has has every move you know like oh he's another I mean granted he did come over and he played for Michigan right Harry Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. He played for Michigan. Um, so it's not like he's one of those European players who was like playing, you know, pro immediately before, but he does have like all of those kind of chops that you expect someone who, I don't know, has played in basketball, not in the U.S. to have just because the professional like age and, and starting time is a bit different. And ex- at, 
exacerbated. A bit exacerbated. Um, did you know that his parents are named Axel and what's his mom's name? Honestly, you could like stop there. Like or something? Like Beal? She's like, it's, she's like, it's also Axel. It's Axel. <laughs> yeah. They're both Axels. It's crazy. Jeez. That is so yeah. intimidating. That's how you should walk into a room, just announcing his parents' names before he enters. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Son of Axel and Axel. <laughs> I love that. I mean... Just when you said being the most polished offensive, I think that is something that what we're talking about, either you have defensive focus or you have athleticism or you come in like if this is his lane, especially for the magic. And like you said, Haley, they're giving him that green light to kind of work through that um, any bumps in the road in his offensive game, I think that's only going to help him for years and years to come. Like he's going to be able to work out those kinks on this type of team right now yeah and they're giving well, him like 30 plus minutes a game you know like yeah, what you yeah. should do with rookies that's yes. what exactly and that's what i'm saying with it's not like they're not giving uh jalen time it's yeah. like mm-hmm. but give him the offense you know like give it to him and that's what exactly what orlando is willing to do which is funny and kind of sad because when i was watching him a couple of days ago my main thought was like man i wonder like who's gonna get him when he gets out of here so mm. sorry yeah. Um, <laughs> Harry says that the uh, Wagner's mom's name is Beat. Is that Beat or Beate? Uh, no idea. German. <laughs> I was thinking Beatty. Beatty. Yeah. That makes sense. Beatty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. She'll, 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 her name was Beat. <laughs> she'll beat your ass. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Uh, Okay, we're going to take a break and then we'll get to uh, the next rookie. If you don't have players on the field with the right skills, whether it's breakaway speed or elite playmaking ability, you're going to have a tough time winning. The same goes for your business. Indeed is a fast, simple way to make sure you're hiring MVPs. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash spinsters. Offer valid through March 31st. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements, or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Go to Indeed.com slash spinsters to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed.com slash spinsters. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Okay, we're back. And it is Jordan's turn, right? Yes. And... We have to talk about Cade um, because not only one, number one overall, but exactly what you were saying, Sean, earlier, I think he's figured it out. Like he's figured out who he is. He came in knowing like I'm the number one pick. I want all the smoke. I'm a six, eight. I'm a point guard. I can do it all. Um, And he's really showing that night in night out now it's tough to be on the pistons just in general <laughs> like they lost i looked up they lost like 14 games in a row at one point just a real real tough blow but he is having that green light he is being able to be the point guard um mm-hmm. my only thing about him he did struggle with turnovers especially well he struggled with injuries like hobbling into the season he had a preseason injury but he struggled with turnovers but it's kind of a mixed bag because one the ball is in his hands at all times so you're gonna have a lot of turnovers just from that but he was doing jump passes which is my biggest pet peeve so I was like punching the screen every time he was doing these freaking jump passes but I think he just said in a press conference that the coaches have like drilled that out of him so I think it's those little bumps it's gonna happen but overall his game is near complete he's only gonna get better from here 
Um, but I'm he's exciting. He again makes you want to watch the Pistons. I think he makes a great matchup for some of the big guards that are in the league. Um, and I just I really can't wait to see what's the next level for him. Once the Pistons get more pieces that he can get some help. Um, I think it's too much for him as a rookie. He's just sitting on the bench sometimes looking so sad. But um, I think I, I think he's great. And he's he's living up to the hype from Summer League when Haley and I went there. He was, had so much hype around him. He's living up to it. He's such an unassuming player, which is like a, a, a massive compliment. Like he moves at his own pace. He knows, like you said, his, his own style. He knows what is, he's good at. He knows what he's not good at. Yep. And he like, he's just so calm. Like everything about his on-court demeanor is like, I'm, I've been here for a while. Like I know what yeah. I'm doing and it's his first year and he's playing like, you know, a five-year vet, you know, like to some degree, like he's playing, like he's been in the league and knows game speed for so many years. It's, it's wild to see, like, I, you know, I think he's without a doubt deserving of the number one pick, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's yeah. a super patient ball handler, like what you're saying. He is. He's just impressive. He's impressive. He's uh, also taken his time, I guess, to like have his little debut officially, like you were alluding to, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, I. It's funny because I'm like, yeah, I'm excited to see what's to come. I'm not as hyped up as I am for him as some other people on this list, but I just think it's because he was the number one pick and because I'm just relieved a little bit that he's got to this stable place where people are accepting that he deserves that. Did you say that your biggest uh, pet peeve was jump passes? Yes. That's hit so funny. Right, hit me right in the chest because I'm like, oh, I do a lot of jump passes. When you, you drive know what baseline, is? you drive baseline, you have nowhere to go. You're yeah. in the air. You haven't made a decision. It's going to be a turnover. Always. Every time. Yeah. I'm also just triggered because I would get yelled at for jump passes <laughs> so much. Being a small guard, driving <laughs> we, down we in the have trees. have to. Uh, nowhere to go you're you're falling out of bounds it's just bad every single time so that is it's my biggest pet peeve hand down yeah especially i love that that's the like what a what a credit to him that your one knock on him is hyper specific like he's got to get rid of those jump passes you know and then everything else is like a green check mark you know i know i mean hey he's doing great (laughs) <laughs> gotta be nitpicky when it's the number one yep, pick so yep. hey <laughs> sean what's your basketball pet peeve your small basketball pet peeve. oh my god um i okay it's it, it i didn't realize it was a pet peeve until last night some kid uh like to bring the ball up would pass it to the roll, roll it in front like spin it back in front of him pass it to himself every play and i was like i finally was like hey man that's a double dribble <laughs> And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, you, you have two hands on the ball. You're throwing it out and then you're catching it again. I was like, that's literally double dribble. He's like, I've been doing this since ever. I was like, he's, he said he's been, always been doing it. I was like, who are you playing with? And no one's called this. Um, he also, like, his face went right to my elbow and I think he had a concussion. So I'll give him that. Um, but that I just realized that's a pet peeve. Um, show you this elbow bruise. Look at this. Look at this. Like, it's, it's, it's getting there. That's the dude's, that's the dude's skull. <laughs> Sean, you it was his him. fault it was his fault <laughs> i made a joke i was like like i was like damn i know that hurt because my elbow hurts and then the people on my team were like oh guys sean's elbow hurts well this guy's like out for the count <laughs> I was like yeah oh i didn't mean it. I, did, I was like i did not mean it like that oh wow if you guys have never played pickup basketball with sean you don't wear a helmet <laughs> <laughs> And dope. earplugs, man. After the ga- <laughs> earplugs for after the game and halftime. Ugh. Um, Sean is Sean and I love like you name it, charades, games, etc. But we're both pretty unbearable to play with. Sometimes I would like hit. I I'd rather just avoid situations like that. It's like yeah. Haley's like, oh, you want to play this thing? Eh. We, when Wordle start, we have not gone a day without sending each other the Wordle. Oh, I didn't do it today yet. That's okay. I haven't done it either. Um, I love that thing. Yeah, it's really fun. What's when your basketball I was, pet peeve? Well, I have one. I also have one. Uh, I was at the Grizzlies game, Grizzlies Bulls, and I took my mom, and we had these crazy good seats because um, 
well it's kind of a long story but whatever um we got there and like wait what were we just talking about because i had a story that related to it basketball pet thieves or um competitive competition not playing basketball with me wordle (laughs) yeah charades jump passes no the ball rolling so it's like the third or fourth quarter and John Morant is like taking the ball up technically, but he's not. He's like rolling it up and he's like doing that thing where he walks behind it and is like yeah. pushing it along. Then he starts like dancing around it a little bit. And my mom is like, ha, 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 like slapping her. She thinks it's the funniest shit she's ever seen. And it was because I was like, you're going to go go into this game. Not knowing that much about Jaw, you're gonna come out of it and you're gonna buy a jersey. And sure yeah. enough, at the end of it, she was like, "I love him so much." He also had that spin to the basket, that spin around layup. The 360, that, game. that was sick. Oh, it was so Amazing. good. Yeah, it was really fun. And that's also the game where Stephen Adams picked up um, the bebe, <laughs> the little <laughs> bebe, picked, picked, picked him picked up, up like a baby. Literally picked him up. In that moment, I was like, "Literally, pick me up." <laughs> Did I yell it? Ask my mom. Um, my basketball pet peeve is the hustle dribble, like the recovery dribble under the basket. You don't really see this in the NBA as much because they've coached it out of them. But like Montrez used to do all the time in college. So you're like a big man. You're under the basket or almost under it. You need to fight for a little bit of room so you can bring it up. So instead of like just pivoting around and then putting it up, you will like do a big dribble. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I think people call it the hustle dribble. I actually don't really know what they call it, but it's like a very big, like, oh, people call it the power dribble. Yes, yes. And then after that, as if like somehow that makes it better, like it gets them out. Instead, they just crowd into you. It literally never works. So it's usually coached out of people when they're in the NBA, but that's my big pet peeve. That's a good one. It's definitely a wasted dribble. Yep. Yeah, it's a waste. I mean, it's just a waste of time positioning because you're literally when you dribble you have to your body has to go down a little bit your shoulders have to cave in a little bit just silly anyway that doesn't really happen anymore um yeah still thinking about the Stephen adam thing uh whose turn is it (laughs) i I think it's mine yeah uh my second rookie who i have a massive uh soft spot for (laughs) is scotty barnes um i love everything about scotty barnes um when he said uh what was the thing i what was this it was his meal his like favorite meal um god why don't i remember that Scotty barnes meal oh, are you oh about beans the milk or beans something? it was like beans oh. like it was like the it was like the in <laughs> arena thing and it was like his favorite meal is just like beans and i was like this guy is eating beans and he's skyrocketed back to being my favorite player i i you know i know no one wants to hear about like someone else's fantasy teams at all but i have a fancy basketball league similar to my football league where we draft draft college players and then once they're in the nba they come up and are like they're in our farm system and they come up so i drafted scotty barnes when he was at fsu um and i was like i was like something about this guy i love him let me just draft him and my i share a team with my friend and he was like he was like i don't know who the hell this guy is but whatever and then Scotty Barnes became who he is and just like is is getting all these minutes, is a legitimate one of the few five tool players in that rookie class where he does a lot of everything. Mm-hmm. And he could he could play any role. Like I, I feel like Scotty Barnes is like the best improv partner on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. Cause like if you need him to bring the ball up on a fast break, he could do that. If you need him mm-hmm. to initiate the offense, he could do that. If you want him to be the primary scorer, he can do that. Role player, he could do that incredibly uh gifted nba body you know like he's like six eight six 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 eight like built like a truck but can has agile quick feet can do it all has like a really impressive offensive game that i think people were not thinking he'd have that this early on um he's in a little bit of a slump right now but i think he's coming back from an injury and i just love that he's like in toronto and in that type of organization that really like Nick Nurse was just on Old Man and Three and talked about like his coaching philosophy of like all we want to do is get you better so that you can you know get to your next spot or whatever you know like a very like smart NBA coaching philosophy almost like college of like we just want you to be the best player you can be whatever you need to work on we'll work on it and I'm so glad he's Mm -hmm. there because I really think he could be like a long-term one of those like 20-year pros like 
oddly he doesn't have the athleticism of vince carter but i weirdly like the game of like adapting to each team and adapting to his age and stuff and i think scotty could do that um and he's just a great personality like he's funny on tiktok has really good just goofiness to him which i love I uh, was distracted that entire time by your impersonation of your friend. Like, how do you, what do you do for my <laughs> what voice friend when you is say that? something I was saying? Yeah, like, it's do I friend, have the same? It's my friend Anthony, um, super Italian. That's your I, Italian impersonation? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Who the fuck is this just... guy? That's your bad Italian <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He's uh, angry, angry. All my, all my impressions of people are just angry. That's yeah. Inner, inner that angry. tracks. That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I think that my favorite thing about Scotty Barnes is the easiest thing to like about him, which I think is the defense. Um, n- when a rookie comes out and takes the hardest assignment, which he has, mm-hmm. like so much of Tatum, he's been on Harden, he's been on KD. Um, and they were both like, damn, yeah. this guy could play. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, and then there were, the, there were a couple games where he had, he guarded every single person. I know for sure Boston was one of them. I feel like Washington was another one because the announcers made a really big deal out of it. But he is, yeah, as advertised, like extremely versatile. He has that very Raptors-like prerequisite story of... He's such a Raptor, right? Of, yeah. Oh, oh I was on the I was coming off the bench and now I might be rookie of the year. Like that's extremely... The Raptors don't want you unless you literally weren't playing basketball like three years ago um (laughs) they're like you don't qualify here but yeah i think that he is a an excellent defender even when like let's talk about last night with luca um he was kind of getting his ass whooped a little bit he was yeah i mean i'm and i'm like you said he he was in a little bit of a slump or whatever i don't think it's a i think with rookies we should have a different term not a slump but like Mm -hmm. a growing pain or something Mm -hmm. um when you guard someone like luca first of all he luca's gonna get the fouls right and he did because he's Mm -hmm. luca and because he's a superstar luca bitches a lot superstars just get calls um so he obviously suffered from that defending him but there's still potential with what in within what he did um but yeah, he was kind of destroying him. I thought the Mark Cuban thing was really annoying, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw that. No. Him do the three. No. Um, Mark Cuban like thought he had a different amount of fouls than he did, Scotty. And so he went over to the scorer's table and made them like replay it or something or was Mark talking Cuban to them. And then the worst. I Just because you're rich, Fred, you're not allowed to do that. No, he thinks he's allowed to do, <laughs> do whatever, whatever he wants. God, fuck rich people. Whatever he wants. <laughs> And then Fred was like, hey, what are you doing? You need to get away. And he gave him the three, like three fouls, as in Scotty had three fouls. I, Boo, corny, yeah. corny. That tomato, is the tomato. worst. That's what you do at rec league games, not in the NBA. 100%. Yeah. Like you are, an, you are literally an AAU parent right now. Yes, oh, exactly. God, I hate that. Yeah, it's so <laughs> Which annoying. Which is the worst. That is not a compliment, Mark Cuban. I will not so invest annoying. in that, Mark Cuban. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That product, I'm not investing in. <laughs> I'm I out, think, is what they say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think um, Scotty Barnes is just in the on the perfect team. Not all teams, I just think of my Lakers, can develop rookies or young players at all. So I'm, I, I love that for him. And shout out to defense. I feel like we've talked about defense for all of, these, defense. all of these rookies, which is being taught again, which is wonderful. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's a great player and personality off the court definitely influences who I watch and who I love uh-huh. on the court. So yes, I'm, I'm all in for him. He's such a, and you know, not to like, you know, lessen his on court ability, but he's such a cute player. <laughs> like he's such a cute like he's just such a cute guy like something about scotty barnes everything on his off-court personality on court, i'm like this guy's just a cute dude like really like just charming and so like youthful i don't know man i'd let him date my my daughter let's say that much my, <laughs> that my daughter you don't have yeah 
<laughs> not that I know. Um, <laughs> not yet, <laughs> which is even creepier. Who was it that just said something like that? It's like, he can date my daughter when he's old enough. There's like a big internet thing. And I was like, that's weird. And then I deleted it from my brain. Um, if you know what I'm talking about, feel free to, <laughs> to tap in at any time. I feel like I'll be in trouble if I do say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have no, I, I have no idea. I'm sorry. I swear that was a thing. But I don't know. I'll probably just have Harry delete that. <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> um, the last thing I'll say about Scotty Barnes is, is it not also remarkable that his the offense fits with both him, Pascal, and OG? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yes. That should not have fit as smoothly as it did. Yeah. Um, they are all, they could all be like doing a similar thing. They could have had a big Sixers problem and instead they have... Um, only a tiny Raptors problem, which is that they just need everyone to be a little bit better. Um, I, I, we went a lot longer on those guys than I thought. So either we can do a part two, I can miss my dentist appointment or we can run through the other ones in three minutes. So... (laughs) Should we put it to a vote? Like I don't know. Your call. There's a lot of options. Yeah, your call, Haley, whatever you want. I'm around. I'm around. I have time, so um, I have time any other day too. I don't. I don't. Re- don't put this on the pod. But I don't really work. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> Got like 25 it's, hours. It's to crazy. Clock in. Yeah. Yeah, he plays golf all the time. Um, and Wordle. Not all what the time. You can do? only do it once. Chill. Takes you all day. Yeah, but it takes Fucking him all day. Chill, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Harry, what do you think? I think we do a part two. Okay. I, I'd, I'd love to talk about the Lakers with you guys, if, if possible, because I was on the spaces last night, and I had the time of my life. Truly the time of my life. On, sorry, Jordan. I'm sorry, but okay, the, let's fa- do the fan two. base is crumbling. No, absolutely. Tell me about it. The pace crumbling is the perfect word. <laughs> crumbling like fucking feta. You know what I mean? No, like just like, it's no gross. Found, you can't no hold foundation. It in your hand. They're brittle. I was just staring at the window, just like contemplating life. Like what? Is, what? Do, what yeah. do we do? Where do we go from here? You should see the text between me and my dad. That's oh, that's Drop a it. crumbling fan. Drop right the screenshot. <laughs> that's a crumbling. That's a broken man. Um. Okay, guys. Well, I do have to. So let's do a part two then. Yay. Well, that's our show. Please tell us which rookie is your favorite on our voicemail at 502-874-4453 or send us an email at spinsters at bluewirepods.com. Spinsters is hosted by me, Jordan Liggins, and Haley O'Shaughnessy. This episode was produced by Isabel Joycelyn, Harry Krinsky, Alex Ward, Ashley Zhao, and me. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yells, and Haley. Hey, Jordan and Haley. I love the show. This is Kevin from Boston. Um, My rule change for the NBA is more about aesthetics. Um, I watch the WNBA, and I love the two-tone ball. You can kind of appreciate the spin uh, on the ball. So I think the NBA should copy it and come up with a two-tone ball uh, going forward. So that's my suggestion. Thanks. Bye.